Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. Hello, welcome in Thursday edition of the program. Glad you have to, to have you along for the ride as we do this every day during the week. Complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. A busy hour today, as always, the latest on IU and things here in Southern Indiana. We head into a big uh, IU football game. Not big from the standpoint that it's going to be competitive uh, and it's going to be a great game, but big that Indiana needs to win and figure some things out and uh, move on to the next game with another victory uh, on their record. And obviously a big week four of high school football as well. We'll get into some of that later in the show today. Let's take a look at the show lineup today, a service of Honey Baked Tam in New Albany. Uh, segment one coming up here in just a few moments. We'll have some headlines of the day, and there's a lot of IU football stuff to get to as we approach later in the week. There also is uh, some basketball stuff to touch on today, and we'll do that coming up here in just a few minutes. Later in the hour, Alex Bozich will be with us for an extended segment two. We'll get all into IU basketball. And speaking of IU basketball, one of the things that I'll mention here uh, in just a few moments when we get into our headlines is that Indiana by the Lindy's preseason publication, you know, those magazines that hit the grocery stores and bookstores that kind of signal what sports season is next. Uh, Lindy's has Indiana number six in the country as the highest ranked Big Ten team ahead of Michigan. Uh, but that's the loftiest ranking we have seen uh, so far from any publication or prognosticator out there for the Hoosiers, uh, a number six, a top 10 preseason ranking uh, for this Indiana team. And we'll talk about that with Alex. Uh, is that too lofty for this team uh, when he joins us a little bit later in the show today? And then segment three, we're getting into some high school football. We'll preview the schedule for week four of, uh, of high school football and a lot more coming up here in this uh, hourly program today. That's the show lineup, a service of Honey Baked Tam in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their uh, dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service is still available as well at Honey Baked Tam in New Albany. And the Thornton's text line is open, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Uh, it's summer cash bash at Thornton. Each week, one lucky Refreshing Rewards member will win $10,000 all summer long with a grand prize of a 2022 Chevy Tahoe. Simply open your Refreshing Rewards app and click on the Summer Cash Bash icon to enter. And that's not all. You can earn additional entries by purchasing select top brands like Mountain Dew 20-ounce bottles, hot dogs, Bud Light 12-packs, large Doritos, and many more using your Refreshing Rewards card. It's Thornton Summer Cash Bash, not a Refreshing Rewards.
Coaching Rewards member. No problem. Text the word rewards to 80313 today. And speaking of the Thornton's text line, we've already had a text in. Uh, this is an interesting question, and I'll look into this. Why is there no line for the IU-Idaho game. I looked last night one place and didn't see it, but I thought, well, maybe just this outlet does not have a line. Let me check somewhere else, and I didn't. So that is curious uh, to know. And a couple texts about, hey, what's going on? Why is there no longer a podcast of the show? There is a podcast. That's a great way for people to listen that can't join us live or that want to go back and listen to other things on the show. Uh, We've had some issues with Apple Podcasts. Our podcast is available everywhere except for uh, Apple Podcasts, and we're working to figure that out. I think we think that we have a resolution. It's nothing on our end. It's with Apple, but uh, we hope today's show will be the first this week that goes back on to the Apple format of podcasts. So for those of you on Apple Podcasts, I know that's a very easy way. It's how I listen to podcasts of shows and other things out there. Sorry for the problems. Not sure what's going on, but I think later today you'll see this Thursday edition pop in your feed if you follow our show. Speaking of following our show on Apple, now would be a good time to to follow us on there so you get all the podcasts and leave us a rating and a review. That'll help us connect with others that might be interested in a radio show and a podcast about IU and sports here in Southern Indiana. Let's get into the headlines for today, this Thursday edition of the program. And there are a number of IU football things to mention here in segment number one. Connor Basilak uh, has had a good few days after his debut starting for the Hoosiers on Friday night. And of course, a solid performance, I think, especially uh, making his performance solid was that final drive of the game, but he was added to or tabbed as a candidate for the Golden Arm Award. That's the Johnny Unitas Gold Golden Arm Award, the watch list for that award. And um, he, uh, he he had a couple other things come his way this week as well. So good to see Basilak with that start, get a little confidence in that uh, opener on Friday, and now have the chance to be on the Unitas Award watch list of top, top quarterbacks in college football for the upcoming season. And a handful of awards for different IU players uh, to sign. John McCullough, he was uh, the freshman that uh, is so promising for Indiana. Uh, He was named uh, as one of the top 10 best freshmen by 247 Sports. Uh, Cam Camper, the incoming player for the Hoosiers, who looked awful good Friday night, he was named to the Earl Campbell, Tyler Rose uh, honorable mention for week one of college football. And uh, also uh, Charles Campbell, Uh, named the Star of the Week from the Lou Groza Award. So a lot of these awards, they have watch lists that they add to throughout the season. They have Players of the Week uh, within that category just to promote the ultimate award that's handed out at the end of the season. But always good to see some of the IU players get recognized. Uh, And that's going to happen after wins, especially uh, the way that one went on Friday night against Illinois. And so some Indiana players getting some recognition after that game. One other thing I thought uh, to pass along I had not seen until yesterday, but Indiana is going to honor the 1967 Rose Bowl team 
on Saturday night uh, as Indiana host Idaho. So that will be a special night to see some of those players return uh, to Memorial Stadium. Uh, the 55th anniversary of the 1968 Rose Bowl team uh, on Saturday will be honored. So obviously a neat deal for them and a good addition to the game uh, as far as away from the actual contest itself. Neat to see former players, coaches, great teams come back. Indiana doesn't have a long list of great football teams. There's some, but uh, that is definitely one of the great success stories from IU football, and so need to see that they'll be back uh, on campus Saturday night. Also, some basketball notes to pass along. Uh, kind of following recruiting here this fall as we enter September, a lot of visits to uh, college football games that are happening or will happen later in the fall, and one of the players that really – is seeing his recruiting uh, blow up is Floyd Badunga of Kokomo High School. He's obviously not from Kokomo, but played high school basketball there last season, had a huge summer, a huge spring and summer, has a lot of offers. And just to kind of underscore uh, how his recruiting is going, Badunga received a scholarship offer from Kansas uh, here recently. So his uh, recruitment is going to another level as the Jayhawks get involved. But a lot of Indiana guys, in-state guys right now, seeing their recruitments take off. Bedunga from Kokomo, Jalen Harrelson from Fishers, Trent Sicily uh, from Heritage Hills, some of the younger guys, the last two I mentioned, but definitely some interesting players on a national level right now uh, from the state of Indiana, that's for sure. One other recruiting note, uh, TJ Power, who Indiana was really involved with for a while, uh, he committed yesterday to Duke, so just to kind of conclude his recruitment, he is off the board and committed to the uh, Duke program program yesterday and uh, other basketball stuff to mention we'll talk about this stuff a little bit later with Alex Bozich when he joins us uh, in the hour later in the hour but Indiana number six by Lindy Sports in the uh, preseason poll in their publication it came out uh, Indiana has been uh, by most everybody a top 15 team definitely a top 20 team in the preseason last week we saw blue ribbon college basketball yearbook which is one of the really strong publications out there that a lot of people uh, look forward to every year they had Indiana as high as number 12 and so the Hoosiers have been kind of trending up in some of the updated preseason rankings that are coming out and now with Lindy's publication coming out uh, this is Indiana by far their highest ranking at number six. The Hoosiers, the highest ranked team in the conference uh, at number six. The only other Big Ten team in the top ten is Michigan at number seven. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about this. And is this too lofty of a ranking for this team? Or is that where Alex thinks this IU program is that team is that heading into the season we'll talk about that coming up a little bit later and I saw that Indiana in the latest edition of uh, bracketology by the original bracketologist Joe Lenardi is the highest highest seeded uh, team in his projection for the 2023 um, NCAA tournament. He has Indiana, and of course, this is just fun to think about. N none of it's true, none of it's for sure, but he has Indiana number three uh, as a number three seed in the East region. So 
I think if we got to that point of the year that a lot of you uh, Hoosier diehards that listen would be very pleased with a three seed uh, by the Hoosiers. If that came to fruition, uh, I think everyone would be pleased because it would mean that Indiana had a terrific uh, conference season as well and likely picked up some big non-conference wins against some of their top opponents as well. So uh, that uh, is uh, the news from a basketball standpoint today. Uh, Week four of high school football coming up. I won't run through the schedule now before because we'll get into it a little bit later in the hour but definitely some interesting games this weekend Clarksville Providence is the one that we'll cover and that will be on 94.7 as uh, St. X football on the Big X this season Uh, Trinity football on 970 our other sister station and uh, the majority of our Southern Indiana Friday night coverage with Justin Kalen who has been producing this show a lot uh, will be on 94.7 Friday night so if you're looking for high school football on the Big X you'll have to flip over to 94.7 and that is where you'll find the Clarksville and Providence game on Friday night the other game I'm interested in is the North Harrison uh, at Charlestown game for a couple reasons both teams are undefeated heading into the game that is exciting Uh, I think Charlestown on paper I would assume would be the winner and is the better team I do think North Harrison has the ability was talking with someone that's seen a couple of their games so far this season to keep it reasonably close against the Pirates but I guess what I'm most interested in is the environment on Friday night I think the weather is supposed to stay good it's been awesome weather here recently outside of a little rain Uh, but the crowd uh, at the Boneyard Dutch Rice Field in Charlestown uh, should be just amazing we know what it was week one for the rivalry game between Silver Creek and Charlestown and obviously uh, Pirates fans are on a a high uh, with how good this team is playing and so of the wins they have here early in the season as the Pirates really look to run the rest of the regular season undefeated. I think this is really the last real challenge on the schedule for Charlestown. So I expect just a really neat environment for high school football on Friday night. We don't always get uh, those kind of environments, I think, as often as we uh, have in recent years uh, for some of the basketball rivalries in the area. Uh, but this is a conference game. This is a, a school, that, two schools that have solid football programs uh, year in and year out. And I fully expect that uh, the crowd on Friday night and the environment will be awesome. And again, hard to believe week four of high school football is just around the corner tomorrow night. Uh, we're headed to the middle part of the regular season. I was looking at the calendar after yesterday's show, and it's hard to believe that just weeks from now, uh, we'll know the sectional pairings as we get into the back half of the season. They come out you know, with still a couple, two, three weeks of regular season left. So it's amazing how quick we're moving through things, uh, but definitely uh, looking forward to Friday night, week four of high school football here in southern indiana alex bozich of inside the hall is going to join us in segment two we'll break down some iu basketball stuff get into some recruiting as well and to start with this number six ranking by the lindy's preseason publication when we come back with alex bozich we'll head to a commercial break you're listening to a thursday edition of the hoosier report and again if you've asked about podcast uh we hope we're back on apple podcast soon you can find us 
really anywhere you listen to podcasts. We're on so many different outlets. I know it's all good on the others. Uh, just search for the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison and you'll find us there. But hopefully we're back on Apple later today. That's the plan. We've had some technical problems uh, getting our show to appear there every day, but I think uh, I think we got it worked out. We'll head to a break. We're back with Alex Bozich, IU Basketball, the topic in segment number two. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back on this Thursday program to the listener asking on the Thornton's text line earlier uh, odds for the IU-Idaho game. I'm with you. I did not see anything yesterday. I do see two different lines available. A lot of places do not have a line for the Indiana-Idaho game for whatever reason, but Indiana in one, a 21.5 point favorite and the Hoosiers in another, a 23-point favorite. Uh, I was talking with uh, Justin, uh, producer, between commercials. I'm not sure that I would ever favor this Indiana team so far uh, in any game on the schedule by 20 or more points. But Indiana favored by 21.5 and by 23 in two of the separate Vegas odds out there on the uh, IU-Idaho game coming up on Saturday night. Also, I need to correct something I said in the opening segment. Segment, uh, Justin passing this along to me as well. The high school football Southern Indiana game we'll cover this week. Justin actually on the play-by-play for that game is uh, Clarksville Providence, and it's not on 94.7. It's on 900 a.m. So a lot of stuff going on here with our group of stations Friday night with bats and high school football and so many different things. But you can listen to the Clarksville and Providence game 900 a.m. on your dial on Friday, and we'll remind you of that uh, as we get into our Friday program as well. Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall, he's with us Thursdays on the show as we focus on IU basketball year-round each week with Alex. And, uh, Alex, we have to start today with Lindy's. Uh, Always uh, one of the fun things to pick up at the grocery store. It tells you that college uh, basketball season is just around the corner when these preseason magazines start hitting bookstores and newsstands and so forth. But I did not expect to see Indiana as high as number six in the Lindy's preseason rankings of college basketball teams. Were you surprised to see Indiana have that lofty of a preseason ranking? Yeah, I was surprised. Um, you know, for the last couple of years now, we probably were thinking is Indiana going to be picked sixth in the Big Ten. So to see them sixth uh, in the country was uh, definitely uh, a bit of a surprise. But, you know, I mean, I think it's probably fair to have them somewhere in the top 20, at least to start the season. Uh, Bart Torvik, I think, has them 11th. Blue Ribbon has them 12th. So it's not crazy to think that they could be uh, a top 10 team. But, yeah, to definitely see them above Kentucky uh, in that preseason ranking, uh, Lindy's cover, uh, it's, it's always a fun thing 
uh, to talk about. I mean, I, I tend to pay a little bit more attention to, to the Blue Ribbon Yearbook because that's been around for a very long time, and I feel like it's really well put together, and I look forward to that being released every year. But uh, to my knowledge, uh, Athlon is not putting out a college basketball preview this year, and Lindy's is the first one to market. So it's early September. There's not a lot of hoops going on, so it's something, obviously, to uh, to generate some discussion and uh, something to talk about. But in the grand, grand scheme of things, probably not going to mean a whole lot once the games get started. Yeah, absolutely. These preseason rankings uh, over the years, the, you know, s- some of them a total guess. Some of them work out. But I think for IU fans, with each ranking that comes out, the Hoosiers here in the last few weeks have risen higher and higher. And, of course, as the Hoosiers have risen higher and higher in some of these publications, the season is all f- also getting closer and closer. So uh, interest, uh, I know you could go back to some teams uh, under Tom Crean, specifically one, but interest really, really high right now uh, in IU basketball for the month of September when college football is just beginning. You've had the InsideTheHall.com site now for so many years. You've got to be able to tell by comments and hits and views and readership that there is a lot of excitement right now that seems to be growing with each week that uh, passes by and as the season draws closer. Yeah, it's definitely um, as as uh, engaged as the fan base has been since probably the Romeo season, entering that season. Obviously, we, we know that that one didn't turn out as many people expected, but really not since that season or really uh, the Yogi Ferrell 2015-16 season uh, have there been you know there hasn't been these type of expectations entering a season uh, even that that season after where Yogi left and Thomas Bryant and OG came back you know they had those early season wins and they were ranked pretty high uh, but the bottom kind of fell out uh, on that season I think there's a lot of optimism but Matt I would also describe it as guarded because of the things I just mentioned uh, it often seems that Indiana, uh, since I've been doing Inside the Hall, which is, you know, since 2007 now, uh, when they do have a high expectation, that doesn't always pan out the best. And it, it seems like uh, the years where maybe they're not expected to do as well, uh, they maybe outperform expectations. So it's going to be real interesting to me to see how this team handles these expectations because when you see things like, you know, preseason number six ranking where you see Blue Ribbon at 12 and for sure they're going to be ranked in the preseason AP poll. It kind of sets the expectation for the season. You know, if you're going to be a preseason top 20 team, uh, you're expected at that point to make it to the second weekend of the NCAA tournament. And that's not something we've seen Indiana basketball do now in, in over six years. So uh, I think ultimately we can – you know, it's fun to have these conversations, and, and over the next few months, Matt, I know week by week we'll we'll preview different things. We'll talk about the roster. We'll talk about the players. We'll talk about the Big Ten competition. But ultimately, I think uh, it's going to be fascinating to me to, to to see how the leadership of this team evolves and how they handle uh, these expectations. Because at the end of the day, as I said, uh, the, the all of this uh, preseason hype is great uh, for us to talk about. Uh, it's great for fans to have excitement looking forward to the season. But the players can't get too caught up in it because if they all of a sudden start thinking they're the number six team uh, and they start thinking that you know they can just show up and win games, uh, and that's not how it's going to work. And uh, from a maturity standpoint, they have a lot of guys on this team that have been around. Trace Jackson Davis, 
Race Thompson, uh, Xavier Johnson, none of those guys have won at the level that we're talking about, Matt, uh, you know, a top 10 team. They've obviously had their first taste of the tournament last season, and that was uh, great that they were able to rally late in the season and, and turn things around. But now uh, comes the time where uh, they have to take it to a different level, and none of those guys have been there before. So to me, it's it's going to be really, really interesting to see how they handle uh, these expectations and if they're able to kind of, you know, embrace the expectations while also realizing that uh, they're going to have to go out and, and compete each and every night and nothing's going to be easy. And we're going to find that out early, and I think in the preseason or in the non-conference schedule with the, with the schedule that they have, teams that they're going to play, we're going to find out pretty quickly where this group is. Yeah, absolutely. And along these same lines, you had a story on InsideTheHall.com a few days ago about ESPN bracketologist Joe Lenardi. And as much as I enjoy the preseason rankings, especially from Blue Ribbon and some of the trusted sources that are out there and reading why people have Indiana here or there or a certain team ranked or not ranked, uh, it's really hard for me to give any credibility to bracketology uh, here in the middle of September. But uh, for Indiana fans, just to play into the excitement, Lenardi has Indiana a number three seed in the East, which is hard to even think about at this point. But my goodness, I think Indiana fans would be thrilled with a three seed uh, in the NCAA tournament for this upcoming year. Yeah, I mean, it almost makes you kind of wonder with like the Lindy's thing, putting them number six and Lenardi putting them a three. Is, is some of that just kind of catering to the fact that they know that IU fans eat this stuff up and they know that they love it. I mean, it, you know, you look at the top college basketball markets in the country and obviously uh, Indianapolis and Indiana in general is one of the bigger ones. And so it's obviously, you know, you look at the Lindy's thing and people are more likely to pick up a magazine if they see Indiana ranked, uh, you know, same thing with the bracketology. Uh, you know, I think three is a little ambitious, but all of a sudden he has a little blurb in there about IU and Indiana is kind of one of the featured teams in there. You know, they, they know that Indiana has a huge fan base and is more likely to click on the story. So, um, yeah, it's <laughs> all of the, I think the preseason stuff is, it's fun to talk about. And I think it's, it's great for a show like yours that, you know, and, and for me with the website to, to have all this information preseason, you know, I think the main thing I try to take from all this is, just kind of getting a lay of the land of the Big Ten and which teams are expected to compete. Because, that, you know, the one thing I'll say about this college basketball season, uh, to me it seems pretty wide open. I mean, you know, there's a lot of years we go in and we think, you know, this is these are kind of some of the teams that we think has a great chance to win the national championship. A lot of people are picking North Carolina, you know, as their number one, number two, three, top one of the teams that's kind of consensus at the top. But look at their season last, last year and the fact that, they really had uh, to, to do a lot of work to get into the tournament and, and get as far as they did. And I, I just think there's no sure things. And so that is even more of a reason uh, for Indiana pl players to kind of keep their blinders on and realize that, you know, it's fine to be picked as the preseason favorite. It's, it's fine to have all these headlines. But these other teams are looking at this season, too, and saying this is wide open. Why can't it be us? And a lot of times the team that we pick in the preseason to win the Big Ten doesn't ultimately end up winning it. So, um, you know, it, it's uh, it, it's just kind of going back to what I said. Thing to me, just to see how Indiana handles this because they haven't had this with these current players in a while. Last year it was kind of like, hey, let's just get in the tournament now. It's taking it to a different level. And this is 
the, the pressure, and as you know, Matt, you get into January or February, and all of a sudden you lose two or three Big Ten games in a row, and, you know, the way the team is talked about and written about changes all of a sudden, and how are those players going to be able to respond? Because you know that's, that's life in the Big Ten. You're going to have your ups and downs. Uh, ultimately, this team late last season was able to respond and have that answer in the Big Ten tournament. This year, they're going to need to be a team that is winning games consistently to put themselves in position to have a, something like a number three seed. So uh, it, it's going to be, you know, a lot of it is going to be come down to the, the mentality, mental toughness, and being able to stay together as a team. There's no doubt that Indiana has the talent and the players to have a really good season, but how do they uh, do those other things and how do they kind of handle these expectations? I think that's ultimately what it's all going to come down to. Absolutely. Alex Bozich inside the hall, my guest. Alex, the Big Ten women's schedule uh, dates, some other details came out yesterday. Uh, when do you think that will come out for the men's side of things? And maybe a, a quick thought on the women's uh, breakdown of things that uh, was officially released yesterday by the conference. Well, Matt, I can tell you that the men's schedule is coming out in 25 minutes from now. So, wow. Uh, it's going to be today. Uh, that was announced earlier in the week that, that you know they were going to have the women's and men's on back-to-back days. So for anybody listening or anybody who's interested, uh, tune in today at noon, BTN. Uh, they're going to start talking about the schedule. I think uh, I would expect at 12.30 or 1 uh, for the Big Ten to actually post the full schedule. I think they'll do the show on BTN and talk through some of the more highlighted uh, matchups for the season. Uh, but that is coming today. Uh, I had a lot of questions earlier in the week when the schedule coming, and I went back in the last five years and kind of looked at the timing. It's usually uh, late August, early September, and uh, so today will be the uh, the schedule release for the men's uh, team. Yeah, yesterday the women's schedule did come out, and you know it looks like uh, from an Indiana women's perspective, uh, the non-conference schedule, uh, which is kind of the main takeaway. We knew the opponents that they were going to have this season, but the non-conference schedule came out. Not, not definitely, definitely not an ambitious non-conference schedule, but uh, with the challenges that this uh, this group's going to have in conference play, uh, I think expectations uh, for the women are going to be just as high as what we've seen uh, for the men's team. Could be an interesting season in Bloomington, having both teams probably start out ranked in the top 20 and with high expectations. So, looking forward to uh, we've, we've added. Uh, we're going to be probably having. A, a weekly post during the season on the site uh, about the women's team, Amanda Foster, who's going to cover the men's team. She's also, she covered the women's team last year for the Indiana Daily Student, uh, and she expressed interest in putting together kind of probably a weekly summary of where the women's team is, so we're excited to add that. There's been people who have been interested in that over the years, and and we're happy to add it. So uh, it's going to be fun to, I think, in general, follow Indiana basketball this season, having both teams uh, nationally ranked and nationally relevant. Yeah, Terry Morin's Women's Club has been a lot of fun to follow, and I'm guilty of on this show and personally probably not watching or following as much as I should until the postseason, the Big Ten tournament or the NCAA tournament, which has been fun to follow them. But I think out of the gate this year, the IU women are going to have a club that you want to follow uh, early on. Speaking of schedules and the Big Ten schedule release here coming up at noon, uh, I was reading a story about you know the matchups, the, the protected rivalries in the Big Ten, uh, who each team plays twice. We do know who they're going to 
play at this point. We just don't know some of the dates and details that go with that. But Indiana, really, if you look at it, I, I don't think they have a favorable Big Ten schedule. Uh, they've got no. to play potential contenders, Michigan, Illinois, Iowa, Michigan State, and Purdue twice. And then teams like Wisconsin, Penn State, Minnesota, Nebraska, and Maryland that are, I think, mostly projected to finish in the bottom half of the league. Indiana only gets them one time. So if you're looking at uh, the lay of the land conference-wise for Indiana, it, it's it's a tough non-conference schedule as designed by Mike Woodson and the staff. But the layout of the Big Ten schedule, uh, we don't know the layout yet, but the matchups for sure, really not favorable. Indiana, if they're going to win this conference, if they're going to have a first, second, third place finish in the conference, they're going to really have to battle through some of the better teams, at least in the preseason, it appears, multiple times. Yeah, they're going to have to be much better at home. Uh, that's something we haven't seen with any consistency. Uh, going back to really Tom Crean's best teams, they, for the most part, defended home court in, in conference play. Indiana last year was just simply not good enough at home. And with the conference schedule that they have, we, you know, as you mentioned, Matt, we know the opponents, we don't know the dates, but the reality is the road games that they have are all, a lot of them are going to be in tough environments. Nothing's easy on the road in the Big Ten. And, you know, if you can go 500 on the road in Big Ten play, you're doing well for yourself. Indiana hasn't done that for a while. And uh, the bottom line for me, and, and Mike Woodson, I think, would be the first to admit this, is Indiana's got to be better at home. They've got to be able to defend uh, their home court. You know, I think it's, you know, a good goal would be would be to, you know, hold serve at home in conference play, maybe lose a game or two at most. If they can't do that, I don't really see a clear path to them for them to win the Big Ten because you're going to take losses uh, on the road to the Big Ten. That's just how it is. Uh, you know, I've covered this league long enough. You've watched this league long enough to know, Matt. You know, last year they, you know, they went to Northwestern lost. Now, the circumstances of that game weren't great, but the, the reality is you have to take care of business and against the teams on the road that you can beat and should beat, and you have to be basically unbeatable at home if you want to win the league, and uh, that kind of comes down to what I mentioned earlier in terms of just kind of understanding what the expectation is, and you, there's no margin for error. If you, you know, it's, it's one thing to, you know, finish in the top four or five of the league and get a favorable seed in the tournament but if we're talking about winning the league uh you've got to be showing up every night and and uh, that means really first and foremost defending your home court alex along the same lines big 10 uh matchups uh illinois and michigan uh have much more favorable draws as far mm -hmm. as who they play once who they play twice than indiana so as we get into the season and we come down uh, to a race for a Big Ten champion. It's going to be interesting to see because I know Illinois with a lot of new faces and things to figure out, I think they'll be very good this year. Uh, they definitely, I think, have, have an advantage when it comes to conference matchups. Of course, we'll find out at noon the dates and the layout of those things specifically. But Illinois and Michigan, a much better layout of things, a much better uh, a pairings of things than what the Hoosiers have. Yeah, that's... That's exactly right. Uh, that was one thing that I think a lot of people don't necessarily take into consideration when they start uh, looking forward to the season and, um, you know, they, they look and see which players are coming back. And But in a season like this where it's so wide open, you don't maybe have a dominant team, uh, that definitely comes into play, uh, your schedule and uh, who uh, you get for your double plays and who you get for your single plays, whether they're home or road only. Uh, you know, 
personally, uh, you know, I would like to see, and this is never going to happen as the league um, expands and has more teams. I mean, I, I like how the Big 12 has the true round robin where everybody's playing everybody twice. I think that's the best way to do it. But when you're talking about a league with 14 teams and soon to be 16 and maybe beyond that, we're, we're obviously not going to get that uh, with the Big 10. So every year this kind of comes in comes into uh, to play and uh, it definitely has a chance to, to be a factor. I mean, in a year where you have a team that's just so good and uh, dominant where it doesn't really matter who they play, uh, that's one thing. But th- that is definitely not this year. And so I think that's something that you have to also keep in mind uh, when you look at who you're going to pick to win the league, uh, what their schedule looks like. And you're right, uh, Illinois and Michigan do seem to have a bit more favorable paths this season in conference play than Indiana. Alex Bozich inside the hall. You can read his work at insidethehall.com. Follow him on Twitter at inside the hall. Alex, I, I want to get into some recruiting stuff with you. I know we've talked a lot about Arrington Page here on this program in recent weeks. He really is the lone remaining 2023 prospect that Indiana's been after for a while, and that I think fans are familiar with who he is and where things stand. And he recently was on the campus of Miami, which I think is probably concerning because Miami's been the king of some NIL deals for basketball players here recently. Uh, but he appears to be in the decision making process could make another return visit or two his father said uh, to a few folks earlier this week but Indiana definitely in the mix however uh, I had a feeling from just what I read and from talking with IU guys that follow this stuff closely like you uh, that maybe Indiana was in the driver's seat for Page at one point let's say a month or so ago coming out of July Based on what I read and hear now, I think that Indiana is definitely in the mix, but I'm not sure that there is a favorite for Arrington Page and that it really is up in the air based on what's out there. Your thoughts on this and if Indiana misses on Page, uh, is it even that big of a deal anymore to miss on a recruit with the transfer portal? Well, I mean, I, I think it's a big deal because you want to get some momentum. And you look at this class, Indiana had momentum early and then they've struck out. Uh, on several recruits uh, since that early momentum. And so I, I think you definitely want to put yourself in a position where you're signing in the fall uh, a guy that looks to me like he can come in and give you uh, minutes in the front court next year and be a you know a piece of, of the puzzle uh, when I press the panic button and, and uh, overreact if it doesn't happen. Uh, no, but... I think it's definitely a, a kid that Indiana identified early. They were the first high major offer for him, and they put a lot of time and resources, had a really good official visit with him. Uh, to me, it definitely sounds like he's pretty conflicted on what he wants to do. Otherwise, he would have already made the decision. I think a lot of uh, Indiana fans and, and people close to the program were hoping that they could wrap things up in August and you know get – keep that momentum from the visit, uh, get him to go ahead and commit. Uh, it's not obviously a lost cause at this point. I think Indiana is very much in the mix, but it sounds like to me that, uh, you know, schools like USC, Cincinnati, that he's also visited are definitely in there too, and Miami. So uh, I know coaches can get back out on the road here soon. I would expect that Indiana's, like they will with a lot of their top targets, get back up, uh, get a chance to see him. Uh, we'll see kind of how this all plays out, but can't really blame the kid for taking his time and doing his due diligence. He only gets to go through this process one time, and uh, it's a big decision. And uh, if, you, you know, if you're not totally sold on what you want to do, uh, he's really got until November uh, to figure out what he wants to do. His high school season won't start 
for a couple more months, and uh, he can kind of let this play out. And the schools are obviously still going to be there for him when he wants to make his decisions. So uh, it's not bad to have a little recruiting drama to talk about going into the fall, but it doesn't sound like it's an open case to me at this point that Aaron Page comes to Indiana. Yeah, absolutely. Alex, one other recruiting note, uh, uh, Flory Bedunga, uh, who plays at Kokomo High School and is expected to return there for uh, another year of high school basketball at least, maybe two, is really seeing his recruiting grow. Indiana's gotten involved. Purdue has gotten involved. He had a huge month of July. Uh, he's got just a, a long list of schools interested and a very good growing list of scholarship offers. I noticed that Kansas offered him a scholarship here in the last few days. He's become another Indiana-based guy, and obviously Bedunga is not from the state of Indiana. He's not from the, the United States of America, but he is an in-state high school basketball player, and amazing to see another guy kind of see this national level of recruitment take off. You've got Bedunga in 2024, Sicily and Harrelson we talked so much about right behind him in 2025. This is a really strong trio of players that are being recruited by the best college basketball programs in the country. Yeah, it's, it's good to, to see his recruitment continue to pick up uh, steam and great for the kids. You know, it's a great story. Um, and the fact that, that he's uh, been able to, to kind of come here to the United States and, and really raise his profile. And he's basically going to have a, chance, a choice of schools. He can go uh, wherever he wants to, to go, basically. And, and I think it's going to be uh, a recruitment that where maybe not a lot of not, – not played out uh, – Publicly, maybe in some of the other, like we've seen with some of the other recruitments, not a lot of social media uh, stuff coming out from him. And so uh, it, it's obviously uh, smart for Indiana, given the fact that he's playing with Indiana Elite and he's playing in the state to, to kind of throw their hat in the ring uh, and, and try to get him on campus for a visit and, and see where things go. But I think this is going to be a recruitment that takes a, a while to play out. He's got a ways to go in terms of before he can go to college and uh, he'll have no uh, short list of suitors. So uh, I think that's going to obviously be a recruitment that Indiana fans are, are, are following closely for the next couple of years. Uh, but we'll see how it, it ultimately uh, pans out when it's time for him to make his decision. Alex Bozich inside the hall. All right, at noon, we're, what, 12, 13 minutes away from the release of the Big Ten schedule. I think you said Big Ten Network is where that will take place. Mm -hmm. So just another marker, Alex, that the college basketball season, even as the college football season just begins, and I know there's a ton of excitement and some really good games coming up in week two, and Indiana got a win Friday. That's great, wonderful stuff, love it. But college basketball is king, and just another marker today that we're getting closer uh, to college hoops this season. Still a month away now from Hoosier hysteria, and uh, it's going to be here before you know it. Yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, be tuned in to, to BTN. If you can't catch it, we'll, uh, we'll have the, uh, the schedule on Inside the Hall shortly after the announcement, and we'll, we'll update the schedule. But you'll be able to see the full Indiana schedule uh, as well. So looking forward to it. It's one of the days uh, that I kind of look forward to each fall just to have an idea of – not, not just, we already know who Indiana is going to be playing, but I think when they're going to be playing and all the dates, I think is something that people look forward to. So uh, we'll be, uh, we'll be, ha we'll be uh, tracking all that this afternoon on Inside the Hall. So uh, thanks for uh, once again having me on, Matt. I always look forward to talking to you each Thursday. 
Absolutely. Alex Bozich, InsideTheHall.com, at InsideTheHall on Twitter. He's with us Thursdays as we talk IU basketball, really year-round here on the program. We'll head to a commercial break. We'll come back and take a look at the Week 4 high school football schedule. I told you my thoughts on the North Harrison-Charlestown game. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Clarksville-Providence as well, and we'll highlight the others. And uh, a pretty good weekend of Big Ten football. Uh, We'll tell you who's playing who in the conference and uh, who's in action in non-conference games like Indiana is this weekend as well. Stay with us for our final segment here on this Thursday program. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Matt Dennison. 